Hey everybody, before we start, just wanted to let you know that after this episode, we're going to take a little bit of a break because Sarah's 49ers are facing my Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and we just can't talk to each other. Either that or we need some time to catch up on other stuff in our lives besides the podcast, and uh, this will give us a chance to go ahead and catch up where we lost ground during the holidays. You choose which one of those you want to believe, but make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at WeezerPod on all of those, and we'll let you know when we start dropping new episodes again and talking more about the weirdness of Weezer. Enjoy the episode. everybody welcome to weezer has turned and left us here we're back for another episode i'm uh i'm one of your hosts matt i'm sarah i'm just here uh <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we talk about weezer Woo. weezer and weezer related topics and uh mm-hmm. this this week we're gonna go back to 2007 and talk about rivers como solo project alone the home yeah. recordings of rivers como mm-hmm. exciting stuff there's yeah there's there's a, a big variety of stuff in here that covers a lot of different subjects i would say yeah so you know you get a little of everything yeah i think a lot of this stuff most of it seems to be from the early era from uh, a lot of it a, a lot of songs from the black hole songs are mm-hmm. have shown up here out of context so yeah that's yeah uh, but we'll yeah we'll get to that but um so sarah what's what's up in the past week you know what I don't even I don't even know if I have an update. I have had nothing going on. Uh <laughs> That sounds That sounds good. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what have I been doing? I've been recording podcasts and Oh yeah. Yeah, you're in a podcast churn right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's a little bit cold here, I guess. That's a thing. Um Yeah, I sleep with like eight blankets on my bed <laughs> cuz I'm cold, uh even though it's California. California cold. Oh, uh, last night. Okay, do you answer your door when people knock on it? <laughs> I I do, but I have a, a storm door, so. Well, I, I do too. Yeah. But yeah, a couple times. One time. Okay, if anybody knocks on my door after after it's dark, I just don't answer if yeah. I'm not expecting anyone. I don't think so, anybody's done that in this house. Yeah, because I think one time it happened where somebody knocked on my door and it was late, and I freaked out. And then later I looked and there was a package at the door for my neighbor and they had just left it at the wrong place. Like I wasn't expecting a package. So I wasn't expecting anyone to come by and it was just like they had left it in the wrong place. And then last night somebody knocked on my door and they knocked once. And then, you know, when they knock on a storm door, like yours is like metal, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of loud. And yeah, and they knocked and then they like knocked again, like really loud. I was like, oh my God, is somebody like mad at me? Yeah, yeah. And so I like waited a while and they could tell I'm home because all my lights are on, (laughs) but I didn't answer. And then later I checked and there was nothing there. And I'm wondering if it was like political people going door to door because I feel like I've heard of that happening, but I've always lived in apartments. And so they've never been able to like get in, you know, I've been in like secure buildings. If if they were, they would have left something behind. They would have left a door hanger behind. Okay. Maybe it was just like, 
I don't know, solicitors of some sort. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm really curious. I'm like, I should have probably answered it. It was only 7.30, <laughs> but it was dark. Like, and I live alone, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just paranoid, but uh, I have no idea who it was. So that's my not interesting story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't answer the door after it's dark. I'm not expecting someone. So. Yeah, that's. I, I just remember that that did happen a few weeks ago. Mm. Somebody, somebody knocked on the door and it was pretty late on a Saturday night. And I was like, "What the heck?" And I, you know, have the storm door, so I mm-hmm. looked through and it was just some some girl, some young, you know, like in her twenties girl. And I answered the door and then she's like, "Is Christina there?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, I think you have the wrong house." Like, okay, and like there was a car just like still running. What? The, and I was like okay bye and like my i don't think my lights were on for some oh i was watching i was like watching tv so i had all the lights off oh that's weird yeah so i wonder if they were i I don't know what it was huh but maybe they were just looking for christina yeah Hmm. that name i just made up i cannot remember what name they said (laughs) it was rivers is rivers here uh what but what else have you been up to did you get hurt playing soccer no no injuries on soccer Uh i know that disappoints you yeah it does um it's gonna be cold here tomorrow it's supposed to snow tomorrow starting around 4 a.m tonight oh i think it's supposed to rain here tomorrow what's going on let's see weather (laughs) and i'm just looking at my weather oh no it's gone no it's not supposed to rain anymore wow Exciting. <laughs> I guess all that precipitation came over here. Yeah. <laughs> you have a Android phone, right? Yeah. So does the weather app, it tells you when it's going to be like a lot colder in the day before? It'll say like, like I think if it's more than five degrees difference, like hotter or colder, it'll tell you. I don't know that that ever happens. <laughs> oh, well. I've... Well, no, no. It, it, I'm sure that has happened because we do have cold snaps, but I don't remember. You have You have the app that has a little frog in it? No, it's, I I have a different one, but I I think it's just the generic Google app. Weather oh, app. I'm using the weather app, but I, the one I have always has like when you open it, there's like a, a picture of a frog, and if it's like sunny out, he's like wearing sunglasses, or right now he's um looking up at the stars. <laughs> it's just like a little cartoon frog. You don't have that? No, I don't. I think you're oh. making it up. No, you're you're missing out. This is great. Like the frog picture is always like. <laughs> based on what the weather is like if it's raining has a little umbrella it's real (laughs) it's cute it's my favorite thing about the weather (laughs) but uh yeah today today when a little pop-up came up it said tomorrow's gonna be 21 degrees colder than today oh weird yeah i don't think it ever happens like that here like we don't drop 20 degrees in one day (laughs) maybe two or three but mm, no yeah but um besides that oh yeah I, i guess the i got my uh check for the insurance from my old car uh to today actually and i took it to the bank and everything and paid off some credit card and uh left some for future car payments for my current car oh that's so, exciting yeah so it's nice to have a have money in my bank account very briefly before i spent it all on <laughs> on cre- on credit card payments isn't that nice yeah it's like checking like Right after payday, but before rent is due. Oh yeah, it's the best feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like oh that this this number doesn't start with a zero. It starts. With... <laughs> well, all numbers start with a zero. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know where it's going with that. <laughs> but yeah, that's my thing. I got I got some money, and it's gonna be cold tomorrow, and 
snow, and then it'll <laughs> all the snow will be melted by one o'clock. I'm sure, mm. as always happens. Huh. But it's probably good we don't have too much to talk about since there's a lot of songs we're about to discuss. Yeah, and and not every song you know has something interesting. Although I will say that I own the CD. And the CD comes with a booklet and it has like every song has something written by Rivers about the song. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to read all of it, but there's tons of information. If you do want to buy the CD, um, it's, I would say it's worth it. It's got like old pictures of Rivers with long hair. There's some good stuff in here. So yeah, it's it's interesting. This album, it was uh, released December 18th, 2007, which was just uh, six months before the Red album our favorite Mm -hmm. and uh it was basically just demos from 92 all the way up to 2007 Mm. um and they're actually he did a couple of interviews about the cd before he uh before it was released to promote it and everything um he like to alternative press um he spoke to them it's not online anymore but the internet archive still has a copy but um he referred to this you know it's just a collection of demos and he said that uh, he'd brought it up 10 years before they released it to an A&R guy. And he said, uh, at the time, he discouraged me from doing it because he didn't want to dilute the Weezer name by putting out subpar material. <laughs> now I just pushed a little harder and started showing people some of the stuff and I got enough support to do it. Yeah, so. I mean, <laughs> this is like, I will say that this album has the best stuff, like compared to the Red album. I mean, I know like these are demos and old recordings and stuff, but. This isn't what's diluting the Weezer brand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that what he's referring to is like the sound quality and everything. Sure. Because, um, you know, they obviously uh, some of these really sound like demos and yeah. some of them sound like almost done songs. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he admits that in the interview, he admits that it was very hard to release it because it wasn't, uh, it was very hard to not release something that was perfect. And he said how there were some botched lyrics and out of tune vocals. Mm hmm. And uh, in the interview, he said that Wanda was his favorite song. He said, uh, oh. there's something so, so emotional and it sneaks up on you. It's just a soft little humble song. But man, there's melodies just stab at my heart. Huh. And that's the song that we discussed in our Angus episode. Correct. That was uh, when we get to it. I'll let you guys know what episode it is because I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. And then he did another interview with Pitchfork um, a few months after it came out or about a month after it came out in January of 2008. And he said that um, he has, at the time, he said he had one hour of stuff at the commercial viability of Alone and about eight hours of semi-decent stuff left mm-hmm. in his archives. And, of course, as we all know, he's there's been two more Alone records re- yeah. released since then. Which so. I've only heard two of them and not the third one. I hadn't heard any of these. So mm. I mean, I've heard I've probably heard most of these songs, but. Yeah, I think I think somebody got me this. I can't remember who or for what reason. Wait, you said this came out in December? December 18th, 07. I wonder if this was like a Christmas gift that somebody got me. Because I'm pretty sure somebody bought it for me and I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Um, I think it was that year. Yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, I I really liked it because it was something that was new to me. I've listened to this album a lot. Because there's a lot of good stuff on it. I do skip some songs most of the time, uh, which, you know, we'll get to when we get to those. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what was your, like, overall feeling about this album? It's, I, I, I think you can tell it's just a collection of songs. It's not yeah. an album because 
there's like there's wildly you know high and low quality yeah on both the songs and the song um, like the audio quality um i think there's i think there's like four or five really good songs in here mm-hmm. and then there's four or five songs that probably should have kept been kept in the vault <laughs> and then, i wonder if we have the same opinion as to what those songs are probably not we never <laughs> probably do. not i know i don't think we do <laughs> and then there's four or five songs that are because what there's 20 total songs right oh are there 20 well yeah and uh and there's oh there's 18, oh, there's 18. Mm-hmm. so like if if my math is correct so i'll just go i'll go ahead and say there's uh there's eight songs on there that uh about eight songs that eh, take your leave Mm-hmm. I think I like this more than you. I think there are more songs that I think are really good, but also, well, we'll get we'll get to it. Also, one of these is not a song, but uh, there's a couple <laughs> of these that aren't songs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a couple? Uh, okay, let's just start talking about it because I'm really curious. Well, the first one is "Ooh." Is that the one that you think isn't a song? I mean, it's he. He refers to, uh, in the booklet because all the stuff's online on Miserpedia. Mm-hmm. He just calls it, you know, an exercise, and it's a vocal yeah, thing. Yeah, it does sound like it. Like the if this was an actual album, that song, that track would not be on there. Maybe I don't know. It could be. You know, sometimes albums start with like really short, like non-songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's you'll talk about it later. It's used in a music video, one of the two music videos for this. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to say about no. it. It's just acapella and then a yeah. little acoustic guitar at the end. And it's like, what, 45 seconds maybe? Yeah. I think it actually is a good start to the album though. Cause it's like, it's just him. It, it's like setting you up for what it is. Even though none of the other songs are like that. It's like, yeah. oh, this is, this is sort of, he's alone. <laughs> he's really alone. Uh, yeah, the the next song, the world we love so much. right now and it's like yeah i didn't realize that was a cover i guess maybe i never read these in the booklet or i well, forgot if you did but... you yeah why would you remember it <laughs> 10 years later after, yeah like you probably haven't looked at that booklet in over five years that's probably true like probably over 10 years or maybe i, I probably looked at it when we were like covering some of the other songs that oh, we yeah, have covered from this but not like the rest of the booklet um so it was a, a cover of greg alexander and this one was recorded in 1990 this uh, particular version recorded in 92 do you know who greg alexander is i do not he was the front man of the band the new radicals i don't know who that is they they're a one-hit wonder from the mid 90s with the song you get what you give have i heard it i'm gonna play 
dang it, I had it queued up on my phone, and then I... Because <laughs> <laughs> you have heard it, but it's not even one where I can sing a little bit badly like I did, like I often do. <laughs> but let's see. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I know that immediately. Yeah. Yeah, definitely have heard that. Wow, I'd be interested to hear... I mean, like, that song is not, like... No, not like the... No, it's not, yeah, it's not all like this. And I'd be curious to hear, now I actually really want to look up like what their version sounded like. Because I wonder if it sounded, did you listen to the it, original version? The original version is not like the New Radicals. It's more like the Rivers version. Wow. And it's, I don't like it as much. Um, uh-huh. I, this is one of the songs I really like on here. Yeah. Like, I, I like just like, even though the singing is obviously not technically perfect, but it's but just I so love raw. It. Yeah, I, I really like it. Like, this is one of the songs I like. I think when I, you know, going through the album, I'm like, ooh, I'm really going to like this. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I was kind of like, eh. It, like like <laughs> I said, there's five or six songs. That, actually, I should count them as we go through and see how many. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's one right there. Yeah. That's one that I would definitely put on. Like, say, mm-hmm. hey, make make a uh, a good version of this and throw it on an actual album. Yeah. This is really one of the standouts on the album. And it's like, yeah, this is definitely 1992. Like, if you ever listen to Blue Album demos or anything before the Blue Album, it's a it's more raw because that's more what he was doing. Yeah, and I love it. It's like wow, you can really hear that he's, you know, going for it, <laughs> which you just don't hear anymore. So I, I like it a lot. I really like the guitar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds cool. I know it's a, a demo. Pro- I don't know how they recorded stuff back then and it's definitely lower quality but i love that about it you know it has a lot of personality yeah, yeah and he mentioned it was just his roommate's nylon string acoustic guitar mm-hmm. which he used to uh, to record this and uh yeah it's i think this is one of the best tracks on the album yes definitely um the next one is Lemonade, which was from spring of 93. Yeah, and you can hear that too. You can hear the 1993 in it. <laughs> yeah, and this is an original. There's two covers on here, I think. Yeah, there's two covers on here. And then, uh, but, oh no, three covers. But this one was co-written with Pat. You can hear the, this and a couple other ones, you can hear that Pat was drumming on it. the song uh i like it I, I don't maybe i don't love it but it's really good it's about lemonade yeah and as a like, metaphor probably <laughs> if this one was like on the you know on, on side two of an album you'd be like oh okay that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a good song it's two minutes and 31 seconds so it's longer than most of the <laughs> songs <laughs> that weezer did for a while there <laughs> but yeah it, you could tell that also it's you know, it's two thirty one, and at the end, they're like, "Oh, we don't really have an ending for this." So yeah, which he mentions in the 
Yeah, and, and maybe if they had worked on it more, it would have been a more full song, you know? So yeah. maybe it's kind of unfinished. But it, <laughs> as it, with it most does of the have tracks, the feeling of a Blue Album song. It does, yeah. As with most of the tracks that Pat and I recorded, this one descends into chaos at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. what I was waiting for, because I had read that. Uh, I mean, I, I listened to them all, and then I went and I looked at the notes, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me see the chaos at the end. I'm like, it's not that chaotic. No, not really. I think he just means it doesn't have an ending. <laughs> But yeah, th- this is one that could have definitely, they could have done a version yeah. that ends up on the Deluxe Blue yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so I'm going to put a little two by this one, because that's <laughs> one that I think fits. I'm going to have like ten by the end of this. Um, I, yeah, the music, I mean, like, it sounds so Blue Album-ish. Mm-hmm. Everything on this song. It does, yeah. Especially yeah. the breakdown at the end. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like the breakdown in, uh. Oh shoot! What holiday? Sounds... Yeah, or... holiday. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it's good, yeah. and it has that kind of like you know that's happy song about lemonade, but it's also probably really sad about something. That's yeah, because what really... does it say in the notes about? Oh it's, uh, oh, it's about um, he wrote it after stopping at his mom's house in Connecticut. He wrote uh... the lyrics on the train, and then they recorded it in the garage. Because uh, I mean, I'm sure a cross country trip on Amtrak during christmas time that's probably pretty depressing yeah because <laughs> that's what five days on oh, a train God. at least Ugh. those trains take forever yeah we we need bullet trains bullet trains now yeah um and the next song uh, do you have anything else to say about this no but, but the, the next, next song, song is, is called the bomb <laughs> it's from fall of 92 it's an ice cube cover Oh, is, is it a cover? Wow, yeah, I didn't even know it, that. It's a cover of a rap song. Yeah. Yeah, so what... When I when I listen to this, the first thing I th- what did you think of the first thing when you heard it? Well, this is a song that I often skip. If I'm listening to this album, I skip it. Yeah. So it's just not I don't know. Like you can tell he's just trying something. I I don't care for it. It it sound it reminds me of the Beastie Boys before they were rap when they were still a hardcore band. Uh huh. When and he when mentions would- it, I'm like glancing at the notes and stuff. He mentions. Uh, a Beastie Boys scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I thought I thought a Beastie Boys before, like right as soon as I heard it, I thought, oh, this is a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> and it, and then hearing that it's a a rap, like I listened to the original one, and like at the very beginning, there's like a little kind of the guitar kind of sounds like a siren because in the song there's a siren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's a little solo and everything in it, which is which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny in these notes. He's like, uh, as much as I had loved rap music and funk in recent years, it seemed like Weezer's sound was evolving in quite the opposite direction towards uber white non-funkiness. Which, <laughs> white, yeah. white people shouldn't try to be funky was the underlying belief, but I loved rap music. And so I recorded this cover of one of Ice Cube's songs. <laughs> it's fine. Like, okay, it's not for me, but like, yeah. hey, you know what? You you go, girl. <laughs> like, I don't know. If he wants to do it, you know. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. he had fun. So. And and uh, 
I will say that uh, going back to the Beastie Boys thing, it it makes me think, oh yeah, maybe that's when I hear those songs, they're doing their own version of rap, and then it evolved into, oh. you know, actual rap. But mm-hmm. so he was just on that. But yeah, th- this it's hard to say anything about this song because the audio quality also on this is yeah. pretty bad. It doesn't help. Yeah, it sounds just like a fun thing to mess around with with yeah. um, with the guys. Because yeah. mm-hmm. this is one you can tell. That I'm pretty sure. Even though it says that he, uh, it only lists him on percussion, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Pat on the drums. Huh. I don't know. Rivers can Rivers can drum. We've seen it in some live stuff. Yeah, but know. Pat, like, he has that power, more powerful sounding drums. <laughs> Maybe. That, huh. Yeah, so the bomb is not number three. On it's my, not the bomb. No. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is a very familiar song. Yeah. It's I've heard it before. something called Buddy Holly. Yeah. So what what version is this? this is June nineteen ninety three? Yeah, June ninety three. Hmm. And uh, it's way slower. Yeah, like listening to it, it's like this is not the type of song that would be a hit like like Buddy Holly was. And it's like almost the same song, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's and, the same song. It's just slower. Well, it it, it's, the lyrics, I think, are the exact same. I think it's the final version of the lyrics because mm-hmm. you know, he mentions in the liner notes that, you know, they went through a bunch of different names like, ooh, you, you look just like Ginger Rogers. <laughs> oh, oh, and I move just like Fred Astaire. <laughs> That's funny. Which is also a good. Yeah, movie. I like it. Um, and And he says that. They that actually when they recorded Buddy Holly for the Blue Album, they recorded it slow and then they sped it up during mastering. Whoa, weird. So there's a world where some where the produ- where where Rico Kasich doesn't make that choice and Weezer is <laughs> and we're not talking about Weezer right now. Yeah, <laughs> shows the importance of a producer. Yeah, mm-hmm. which as we've said later Weezer where maybe they have more powers than the producer does maybe that yeah that shows thing, away. the albums aren't mm-hmm. as good but yeah th- this one it, it's so slow yeah I mean it's it's cool I, I enjoy hearing different versions of these songs like demos and other older versions so it's cool in that way you know I, I wouldn't listen to this version over the one that's on the album but oh, no. you know for the, this album's really for people who just want more Weezer yeah. stuff so it's like it's an interesting historical record yeah like, like when i was a kid you know, in high school i rec- i got like every copy of every rage against the machine album mm-hmm. and every fat boy slim album <laughs> and single <laughs> and everything like i have like like we like cd singles of fat boy slim just at my parents house <laughs> yeah this is like this is not for the casual weezer fan this is for the what do you call them complete completionists Completist, yeah. completists whatever it's called so yeah yeah, yeah. 
Well, thank you, Rick Ocasek, for making sure that this podcast <laughs> exists. Because even and and he he says in the liner notes that it's it was kind of new wave inspired. I guess just because there's some keyboard on there, hmm, but guess. it doesn't sound new wave at all to me. No. Yeah, you guys have heard Buddy Holly. You guys know all about that song. Yeah, it's a good song, and this is an interesting version. Yeah, no, does not get a n- number on my. No, no. Um, right, I think we're in agreement called, so far. Yeah. Okay. Chess. Chess. Chess is such a difficult game. There's so many pieces, so many squares where you can go. I really like chess. <laughs> really, I thought you would hate it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's very catchy, and it is so catchy. Yeah. And goofy. Yeah, it's just like a nerdy song. <laughs> I like that he wrote a song about chess. I mean, it's not about chess, you know, but uh, it, it reminds me of Homie, like of where huh. he did, where they did the country but, stuff. But it's not cringy. Like it the lyrics is. aren't cringy. Which parts? <laughs> I mean, just yeah, sex, Chess drugs, and rock and roll. Game. The piece I is mean, live right before you. <laughs> this puzzle can't be done. Well, maybe the lyrics aren't cringy, but I I think like you know it has that country feel. Like I the guess kind of twang to it. I guess a little bit. If Homie had done this, this would be the best song that Homie ever did. So that's what I think. Except but for I the like- Angus song. <laughs> but I, I like the uh, I like the lyrics. Like I don't know, it's like about chess, but it's about life. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of dumb. So yeah, it's it's super like on the it. nose. And he he says in the notes that he had written about half the songs for the Blue Album, and uh, you know they knew they were getting a record deal, but then he hit writer's block. Oh. So then he just started strumming a D major chord over and over on acoustic <laughs> guitar and started writing. And chess is what came out of that. <laughs> and like, oh. So this was just the song like to let him have fun again. Yeah. So without Versus, chess, yeah. there would be no Blue Album. Yeah. I mean, he had the sweater song and Say It Ain't So, but maybe he didn't have... I mean, Say It Ain't So is my favorite song, so I'd yeah. be fine with that. But, yeah. <laughs> but maybe he didn't have Only in Dreams, which is another yeah. great song. Yeah, exactly. We could do an entire episode on Only in Dreams because that's as long as an episode. <laughs> it's as long as five green album song um yeah. but this one was recorded in may 93 i don't think i mentioned that version of buddy oh yeah, we did mention it was uh june of oh 93. yeah mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah so I, these are all like well you know we're in the early 90s this is going chronological order the songs no not oh, okay. quite i don't yeah. i think oh wait it kind of no it does oh wow interesting uh, oh no not no but no. mostly <laughs> Mostly so. chronological, but mm-hmm. this one I think if it was the just the final silly song on a on an album, it would fit like you know like Her Majesty by uh, the Beatles on Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does this not get a star from you or a, no, or it does. a number? It's on there, huh? It, it, it's on there. Oh, okay. It, okay. At the very least, it would be a fun B side to yeah, like Lemonade. Yeah, I think it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's a song about chess. I don't know why. I don't know why I like it. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, cause you know that chess is such a difficult game with yes! so many pieces. So many pieces. So many squares where you can go. So few promises. Wow. I don't know what so few promises means, but 
I guess that just means he knows he's going to lose. No, that's about life. That's where it's about life. Yeah, he knows he's going to lose. Yeah. He's a loser. Aw. Like Beck. Aw. Beck's not a Scientologist anymore. So he says. Yeah. He says he never was. Yeah. But, come on. He was. Yeah, probably. I actually read that New Yorker profile, which is, you know, that's a very um, pretentious thing to say. It's like I'm in Knives Out or something. Um, but it was a pretty good profile, but Beck's such, Beck is a weird, weird dude. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Makes some good music, though. Yeah, Beck, do many Beck and River should hang out. <laughs> they probably did at one point. I don't know. There is, I, no, it'd be too awkward. It would be too, yeah. like, yeah. I can't imagine either of them hanging out with anybody, actually. <laughs> can you imagine, like, Beck and River's meeting for coffee? Oh, my God. The universe would explode. <laughs> Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Huh? Oh yeah, at the Grammys in, in 2004. Oh really? I don't know. I, oh. made up. I was trying to think. I almost said 92, <laughs> which is way too early for uh, for Weezer. For Weezer. Uh, but the next song is one that a lot of people have heard. It's Long Time Sunshine. Did we ever talk about this one on the podcast, or no? I don't think we have, but huh. this this version was recorded in 1994, January of 94. Yeah. So, or it was written in January of 94, it just says it was recorded in 94. So, mm-hmm. so you know what's funny is that I, I think this, it doesn't say it in the notes, but I think this is one of, it's possibly a song from the Black Hole song, and I don't know where I'm getting this information. Again, I, I don't do any research for this podcast. I just show up. But I feel like I've heard a version somewhere that where at the end it goes into like a, like a Songs from the Black Hole medley. Have you heard that version? No. Well, it, it does say on Weezerpedia that this was that this was one of the Black Hole songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it supposed to... It's supposed to be a. I'm just reading from Weezerpedia now. It's a slow, piano-driven ballad about lead character Jonas's satisfaction with life, wanting to return to times when things were more simple for them. Yeah, and it's about Rivers wanting to return to a time that was simpler. Um, it says that. Let's see. Oh yeah, just the notes say that he's thinking back on his favorite memories in Connecticut growing up. Uh, yeah, and he talks about the east coast in it and stuff so uh oh there's a picture in the booklet of rivers with a clarinet yeah he plays the clarinet yeah. on here and he hmm. says in the liner notes that he had just bought the clarinet and figured out how to play a few notes because of my poor i don't know how to say that word embosher <laughs> it sounds very much like a kazoo <laughs> <laughs> so all you music people tell me how to say that because i don't know obviously well but, bouche is is french for mouth so I'm guessing it's like mouth shape or something. Well, yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of knew that. But I just don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, huh. words, words are hard. Uh huh. But um, this was on the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition, which is where I think most people have heard it. Yeah, that's probably true. A different mix, though. I like this song a lot, but I've heard it a lot. 
Um, yeah, I've heard it. You know that you know it's been around if I've heard it. So <laughs> I've heard this one a lot. It's good stuff. And according to, uh, I think it was Weezerpedia. Oh, oh no, the, yeah, Carl said it was supposed to close Pinkerton before they came up with Butterfly. Oh. Do you want to hear a controversial opinion? Sure. I think, I think I like Long Time Sunshine better than Butterfly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really wedded to either song because you mm-hmm. know I'm not as big a Pinkerton fan as most Weezer fans are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like the song. I, I do think the uh, you know the deluxe edition, which version, which is a little cleaner, is better. But yeah, and, and I really like again. I really like the drums on this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's just Rivers doing all these drums, and you just never knew you were a Rivers drum fan. This is definitely not Rivers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. If- I feel like if... I wonder, is Pat credited in the back? He's not. Let me look. Mm. All songs written by Rivers. Well, I'm on Weezerpedia, and it just says... It just yeah. credits Rivers as everything. Yeah. Piano, lead vocals, percussion, bass, guitar. It doesn't credit him for clarinet or mm. kazoo. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know. This one is definitely one that uh, that every, every Weezer fan has heard. I think this is one that when you hear it, you're like, oh man, Songs of the Black Hole will be so awesome. And yeah. some of the ones later in the album, I'm like, okay, maybe it's good that Songs of the Black Hole didn't come out exactly how <laughs> it was supposed I to. I disagree. But Ooh. I think I have a feeling this is where we're going to disagree is with the songs from the Black Hole songs that are on this album. Yeah. Such as, unless you have something else to say about Long Time Sunshine. Nope. Blast off. Supposed to be the opening track to Songs from the Black Hole. Yes. And it was recorded uh, February of 95. Mm. I love the song. Oh, this is the best song on, on here, I think. Ah, okay, okay. I thought maybe. I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like there are some songs we're going to disagree on coming up. But uh, Th- this one yeah. sounds very Pinkerton ish. It does. Well, it sounds very like space, rock opera in space. It's very like this is what Songs from the Black Hole is. You know, it's this song. Um, yeah, I don't even know. So yeah, uh, Songs from the Black Hole, we haven't talked about it on its own episode. And maybe we won't just because it's like... There's so much about well, it that there's I don't even so know much where, where you start. Yeah, and they're all like spread across. I know there are a few on Alone 2, I think. I don't know about Alone 3. So overall, like, we probably have all the songs spread out across different, you know, here and there. Yeah. Um, we don't know what order, although yes, this, this is the first song. Like, I can't imagine this not being the first song. Yeah. It's called Blast Off. I mean, yeah, it's either the first song or like the first song on side two. Yeah. No, or it, it act, yeah. I guess act, act three and <laughs> since it's a rock opera. 
Yeah, we don't have a, a song list for songs from the black hole. People guessed it. Like there was a lot of discussion there, about. There's a couple that. of track listings on. There's two right. track listings on Weezerpedia. But they're just guesses. Yeah. So and people have guessed about, or or maybe I don't know if Rivers ever said like what it was about. But people like I feel like I know the story of of that album, like of the the story that is in that album like but i don't know that rivers ever said it i think people just guessed it based on the songs and that even based on song titles yeah i think it was from song titles because yeah we didn't have these yeah we didn't have these songs for a long time well this one this one was out by the time we were into weezer this one has been released to fans in 2002 okay according to uh yeah according to weezerpedia Mm mm-hmm yeah, and you have different characters. You have Jonas, who's played by Rivers. Um, but yeah, in, in in these versions, Rivers is all the parts, including like the the women. So yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I, th- I think and the that, robot <laughs> with the vocoder. Is, yeah. what was the so song good. that he used the vocoder in? Uh, Beverly Hills. A... Oh yeah. <laughs> get that Um, shit out of here (laughs) and i guess we should talk about this a little bit uh, since this is one of the main songs on the album i think Mm -hmm. that people think of when they think of alone one um carl says that um the full band version was attempted during pinkerton sessions it was in consideration to be on the deluxe album but then uh rivers and pat decided the performance wasn't adequate Uh, uh. (laughs) and um the ver- this version, it's it's edited in some points because the original master tape was damaged. Oh, they burned the master tapes. Yeah, this is when Rivers, the arson went and burned. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, ten years in the past, or mm-hmm, in the f- mm-hmm. I don't know, future past time travel. <laughs> yeah, but but it's, it's a good song. It just sets up that they're they're going up there and like different personalities um there's a music video for this one too oh is there i don't think i saw that is it good it's it's a carl music video (gasps) so it's it's like you know the home video quality editing (laughs) it is footage from rivers in japan visiting uh his wife i guess not wife yet they married Hmm. yeah i think they were visiting uh, kyoko's family in 2007 yeah and uh, it was, according to Weezerpedia, it was the first time fans saw Rivers with a mustache. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'll have to watch that later. And this is the one where the music video, it starts with ooh, with the, the acapella. Oh, okay. And then it ends with him doing like the painting, like the Japanese symbols, painting them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but it ends with like a minute of that. No oh. music. Just Oh. Very Carl. Very, very Carl. Carl of very, him. very Rivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With some old Japanese lady teaching him how to do it. <laughs> it maybe it was his uh, mother-in-law. Aw, that's cute. I'm going to pretend it was, just because, yeah. like you said, it's cuter that way. I like that story. Uh, Yeah, so, cool song, and the beginning yeah, of a cool album that never was. That's number five on playlist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the next song, an interstitial called Who You Callin' Bitch. <laughs> Oh, they 
is not on my list. Oh, it's so good though. I like, okay, I'm just gonna like, spoiler alert, I like all the songs from the Black Hole that are on this album. There's one on Alone 2 that I don't like, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I like this, but I think it's a little hard to listen to because it's meant to be sung by a woman. A woman. And so it's Rivers trying to do like a higher pitch. And so maybe that's. And, and, and also, okay, the song itself, it belongs in the context of the whole thing. So maybe this isn't the standout song, but you need the song because it's about Maria being mad uh, about uh, something that Dondo said or something. I don't know. That's the other thing. Juan and Dondo, and like spelling Juan, W-U-A, come on. <laughs> it's the future, though, I assume. Yeah. Her name's Maria. Yeah. I don't know. Some names just stick around. This is, this, it says it's uh, the black hole synopsis. I'm reading from the Blastoff notes. Act one is May 10th, 2126. So, you know, when we get into the future, they're just going to spell one with a W. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, I can see, you know. Juan and Dondo can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of like, you know, they like to drink beer and stuff. Yeah, they're and, the party dudes. Uh-huh, yeah. And Jonas is the serious one. I think it was funny that, um, I can't remember which one, but I think Dondo was supposed to be played by matt huh i think and like i feel like the lyrics in this song are about like how dondo's like just a dick <laughs> he acts like he knows that he has a big dick that line right there like, takes that song out of consideration well i also wonder if songs from the black hole is actually kind of bad <laughs> as i said when i was listening to this i was thinking oh maybe it's not good well, let me just say what I've heard songs from the black hole is is possibly about because I think there's a song I don't know if we've heard it or if it's on one of like Alone 3 and I haven't heard it, but I think there's a song called like She's Having a Girl or something like that. So people are theorizing that it's a song about how like, you know, they go up to this space station or whatever and like some of the guys are like, "Yeah, it's going to be great. There are all these like hot ladies." And like Jonas is like, "No, I don't want to like lead on this this woman maria and then i think he gets her pregnant or something so she's like having a girl you know that's uh i don't know it just sounds like kind of bad when you think about it so i think it's probably better we just never got this album but yeah i'm sure that if you said you know for any concept album if you try to like just describe the plot of them like you know the plot of tommy i'm sure <laughs> you know by the who i'm sure that's you just try to describe what it is. It's uh, probably not that great sounding. I guess. Yeah. But the, I mean, like, I, you know, I've, I've liked two of the songs in there. The songs have to stand out because mm -hmm. ultimately people are going to hear, the, most people are only going to hear the couple of singles anyway. I, I guess. But yeah, for an album like this, it is a story. You know, you kind of have to listen to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But that's, like I said, like all the concept albums yeah. are like that. But yeah. I mean, I, I again, I don't know that I love the song in, in by itself, but I like the idea of the song on the album. I think it's important. And I think, um, wasn't it supposed to be like Rachel Hayden or someone like that, or one of the Hayden sisters uh, was supposed to be Maria, I think? It's, so. I think. Yeah, I Rachel or Petra Hayden, I, I'm not sure. but I, It was I Maria. Look... Uh, uh, by Joan Wasser of the Dam Builders. 
Laurel was supposed to be Rachel Hayden. Of that. Oh, okay. Laurel. Which one is that? I don't know. Doesn't but... matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a character in a, in a rock opera that never existed. I want to know the story. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Brian was Juan. Matt Sharp yeah. was Dondo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, Carl was going to be the robot. Yay. <laughs> Pat didn't get to be a voice. Aw. That's sad. Mm. Well, anyway, anything more to say about that? No, there's more, a lot more than I thought we were going to talk about. Who <laughs> <laughs> you call, call him bitch. The next one, we won't talk about much. It's uh, Wanda, You're My Only Love. Yeah, which we talked about in our Angus, Angus episode. episode. Episode 19, which yeah, is we- titled, You Gave Your Love to Angus Softly. <laughs> yeah. It was, so, real quick, um, it was originally written for the Angus soundtrack. They said it was too much like Angus. Or like the is. actual, yeah, it's just basically a plot recap yeah. of Angus. Which could have so, done well over the credits, but whatever. They didn't want that. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they went with uh, You Gave Your Love to Me Softly. Which is also good. And one, and Wanda became a homie track. Yeah. I do like Wanda. I yeah, like, like it a lot. It's, yeah. it, this is probably one of the best songs in there. So this one makes your star list. Yeah. Oh, okay. man, I forgot. Let's see what my numbers are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many do you have so far? Six. Oh. So I think I'm going to get to like almost a full album here. I, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, if you want to hear more, us talk about more about it with uh, Andrew Roebuck, go to episode 19. Yes. Yeah, fun episode. We talk about a bad movie. Nice. Yeah, but not as bad as the Mary Kate Ashley movie. No, yeah. Well, okay, so the next song, Dude, We're Finally Landing. <laughs> I like it. You know I like it. It's another just kind of interstitial type song. I love how it starts. It's the funniest thing ever. Every time I hear it, because they're like, dude, they keep, they say dude, and then the last guy goes, well, it's all rivers, but the last guy's like, what? <laughs> dude, 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 what? Good news, good news. It's Jonas who says what? Yeah, that's so funny. I don't know why. It's stupid, but it's funny. So, this is their barbershop quartet. This is yeah. this is what this is why they do barbershop quartet versions of their songs. Because of <laughs> because of dude we're finally landing. <laughs> uh there's I'm just looking at the notes. Ooh, there's a picture of Rivers wearing like tights. And he has like he has like eyeshadow. He looks really like kind of goth. It's great stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine this song, let's see, well, I don't know where this is on the track list, or at least, you know, the track list that was, uh, Both of the track lists on Weezerpedia say it's song nine. Oh, okay. I would have thought it would have been, like, somewhere in the middle, but I guess maybe towards the, maybe the whole, hmm. Well, so the I guess, tra- are they saying that they don't land till the very, very Well, end? that is the middle. There's Oh, seven, is it? One, one has 17 songs and one has 15 songs. Oh, okay. Well, so, all right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, this could be the right after Act One. Mm-hmm. It does say? Oh, it says here Act Two, three hundred twenty-seven days later. Ooh. <laughs> so they're excited to finally be landing. <laughs> this is <laughs> not my whole song. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Again, it's like in context. It's a necessary song. Maybe. <laughs> It's not necessary for what I'm doing. Which That's is, true. Listening to music. <laughs> which is enjoying music. I want uh, a story. I, I, I want a plot. Look, I saw Cats the other day, and oh, I, I do not 
I it was it was bad. Uh, I I want everything to have a story. <laughs> I want everything to have plot and character development. So I am into this. The uh, the podcast stop podcasting yourself. They just talked about Kath in the most recent episode, and they were talking about how terrible it was. But they were saying it, it was so entertaining, even though it was terrible. Well, and I kind of want to go see it now. Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted something because, like, the trailer was like frightening, and I I liked it. But it's like I was actually bored for parts of it. You need like if you're gonna do a movie like that, it has to just be bonkers to where it's you're never bored. It should just be weird all the time. I was bored. So that's what I didn't like about it. You should have got drunk or high before you went. I know. Uh, yeah. But if you want to hear them talk about it, it's on episode 617 with Gavin Metz. Or you can listen to the Percast episode. I'm not sure which one because it comes out in like probably a week after this episode. So listen check to that both out. of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a Percast about it, but uh, I don't <laughs> recommend it. But you know what? If you're going to see it, see it in the theater. I, sure. I kind of want to go. I think that I kind of missed the chance to see it with more pe- with a bunch of people in the theater. Yeah, you've got to sit there. Yeah, try and get a group together because that's the only way to see it. I think everything well, comes back to cats. Yeah, <laughs> I like. Dude, we're finally landing better than I like cats. <laughs> well, I probably would would too if I saw cats. <laughs> Can we talk about Super? Friends? So, so Super Friend, do, do you remember people on the boards talking about Super Friend? No, not at all. Okay, because when the video capture device came out, which is the DVD that has all this behind the scenes stuff, we talked about it a lot uh, on this podcast. Uh, when that came out, when did that come out? 2005-ish? But anyway... Well, what was that? Sorry, I was I zoned out for a second. <laughs> um. But yeah, on on the video capture device, there's like a behind the scenes like documentary, like mini documentary about the making of Pinkerton. And on that documentary, there's like a little segment where somebody, probably Carl, is filming from uh, inside the booth and Rivers is is in uh, the recording area. I don't know the names of these things, but he's he's doing Super Friend. But you only get a chunk of it, and it's very bad quality, and sometimes the audio cuts out. And this was, if I'm remembering correctly, this was huge on the boards. And everyone was like, what is this song? It's called Super Friend. You know, they found out what it was called based on, like, Rivers, you know, he he kept a log of, like, every song he ever did. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's this song from the Black Hole song. It's called Super Friend. We only get a little chunk of it. Can anyone hear the lyrics? I'll hear some of the lyrics. And it was just a big deal, and everyone just, just was, like, dying to hear this song. And then finally, on this album, it was released. And I, I don't think I was on the boards at this time, but it was a big deal for me to hear this song because I'd only ever heard this really poor quality, 
clip of it. And this was like an actual full version with full lyrics. And everyone was saying, oh, this song's going to be great. I think it's really good. I, I really like this song. Um, does it live up to the hype? I don't know. <laughs> but I quite enjoy the, the song. The message board hype of the early 2000s. Yes. Of like when you just get this clip, this poorly recorded clip of a song, and then finally you get the whole thing. It was exciting. So uh, I, I think part of the reason why it had so much hype was that uh, Carl said that it's his favorite that it was his favorite unreleased Weezer track oh and um it was this is from Weezerpedia it was supposed to be on Buddyhead Presents Gimme Skelter a compilation CD but then uh which let's hear that came out in 2003 but uh but then they they removed it in favor of You Won't Get With Me Tonight okay which is another River Solo song but it was listed as Weezer it's, a, it's another song, so the Black Hole song. Yes, it is. That's right. It's funny. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that when we get to it, because that might be on Alone too. I can't remember. Maybe it's not. But that song also has the line, who you calling bitch, in it. So that's like a recurring thing. <laughs> that's a good song. Actually, that's a really good song. Anyway, back the, to this one. What did you think of this one? The lyrics are so cringy. No! I like it. Well, okay, the chorus is like What the not hell great. am I doing thinking with my willy? Well, right. But but it's dialogue. It's dialogue. Yeah, yeah but you you can say <laughs> something more clever than thinking with my willy. Well, all right, that's not maybe the best lyric in there, but I don't know. I'll turn away from weakness, turn to something better. But I I like that. I don't know. I like it. It's it's Jonas in conversation with Laurel. Yeah, and then he worships her. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cute. <laughs> and then she's like, no, don't. He's like, no, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I worship uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm like not, it. I'm not a bad guy like those drunks. Juan and Dondo. Juan and Dondo. <laughs> Dondo. Jesus. Uh, well, I like it. I kind of figured you wouldn't like the song, though. Yeah. Because it's... I feel like I like it because there was just so much hype behind it. And Yeah. I mean, it, it I, I do like in the chorus it kind of sounds like a kid song you know it sounds like a yeah nursery, nursery rhyme yeah it does it's fine i like that though yeah huh. well all right so this doesn't make your star list but uh, it makes mine it if might. i was keeping one which i'm not uh the next song this is, one we've uh, talked about lover yeah, in the snow lover in the snow we talked about it a lot on episode 10 weezer world cup yeah, it's about soccer, even though the song itself is not about soccer, but the video is. So Yeah. yeah. We, if you want to hear about it, go go listen to that. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think it <laughs> I think it probably makes the list. Yeah. But um let's just go on a crazy one. song's okay so december 1998 so okay i didn't actually know when this was from um but yeah 1998 would have been right when they were coming back i guess no well 
Maybe. Did you read in the book about like about the the song? Not really. It looks like a long thing. I didn't read it, but so um, basically, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. He so somebody wrote him a fan letter, and when he's reading it, he noticed that the address was like his old apartment. What? And he's like, "Hey, I live in that apartment," and, and you know, and then that woman came up to him after soccer practice when he was in Seven Eleven, and she introduced herself, and then they started dating. <laughs> so he started going to her, going to you know, he'd stay over at her apartment, which was his old apartment. Oh which my one god! Like, Why aren't you staying with that Rivers apartment? It's probably nicer. <laughs> That's so weird. And and then he says like the roommate got sick of of him going over every night. And then he tried to pull the power move and told and told her that if she ever tried to restrict him coming over, he would never talk to her again. And then she brought it up, and he got up and walked out, and he never talked to her or saw her again. Whoa! And, oh uh, my god! Yeah. Whoa, that's that's messed but up. <laughs> he also said, "Before long, I discovered some extraordinarily savor- unsavory things about her lifestyle and her livelihood." Um. Which I want hmm. to know what that is. <laughs> Well, I feel like that's just him, like, justifying the way he treated her. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I like the song. It's just... Yeah, I, think it's it's, just I a, think it's fine. It's just a basic love song. Yeah. Maybe it's just, like, too simple for me. But it's not bad. I, I, I like it. And but oh, it he also says that he, he wrote it as, like, the just a verse-verse bridge song like, the song, like pop songs before the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So that's why it sounds so, like... To me, it sounds like really 50s doo-wop-like. Oh, I can see that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fine. I think you like it more than me, but I don't hate it. Yeah. I'd probably put it on the list for, like, to be near the end. Well, let's move on to This Is The Way. This uh, way I guess. <laughs> song i skip when i listen to this album it's it's catchy but man it's bad <laughs> yeah it's just kind of bad i think i think maybe the lyrics are bad um, this one's from 2007 yeah um, which it sounds it sounds maybe more produced kind of oh yeah. is this the last song no, oh no it's not <laughs> there's three more songs i missed this page yeah um, uh, yeah this is the way from 2007 it's like it sounds very mid mid 2000s um, it, it, like the so- music could have been like Coldplay, like the. Well, also the lyrics sound like this era of Weezer lyrics. This is the way, baby. This is the way. <laughs> the world is still still turning, but you're not learning yet. And in in the liner notes, he says that this this song was uh, it was between this and a song called Daydreamer hmm. that was going to be on the next album, the Red album. And all the rest of the band wanted this song. They loved this song. Huh. And, uh, but then he's like, then he went to them and said, no, like, Daydreamer is way more important to me. So I want, I want to have that. And Daydreamer ended up being called something else. 
and, and it was the on album. the red album so i've probably heard it but i can't remember yeah what song that was and well it who doesn't because yeah the red album's not good <laughs> is but, it this is the way what oh, the mandalorian says huh it's called dreamin on the red oh album. Mm, sounds vaguely familiar. it was a single uh-huh anyways but yeah yeah th- this is the way is what the mandalorian says oh okay <laughs> I haven't even seen The Mandalorian. I just just feel like I knew that. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I don't like the song. But that that story of them, of of all the bands saying we love this song, (laughs) makes me think they all loved the Black Album. All the band had to have loved it because this gives a very Black Album vibe to me. Like, at least. Yeah, I could see that. At least uh, for the first, we just talked about it two weeks ago. the first single off Black Album. Oh, the one that they played at the yeah. New Year's thing? See, it like won't stay in my head. Like My, my head rejects even the name of the song. <laughs> I know, I can't remember. Well, because every time you say the name of the song, I'm like, I've never heard that. And then I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's the song it is. It's the one that goes like, Hasta Luego? Yeah, Can't Knock the Hustle. <laughs> okay. I just want to call it Hasta Luego. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is in that vein. And yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Scott, apparently Scott said he wanted to sing the song. So. <laughs> and they may have recorded a version with Scott on lead vocals. Okay. So. Uh, not clamoring for that. I mean... R- River says that Scott has a really good voice. That may be true, but the song is bad. <laughs> yeah. But it's the kind of music that Weezer liked, apparently. Mm. Let's just go on to the next song. Yeah. Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's go on to an, the third and final cover song, Little Diane. Stop it if you can't want to spread bad news, but you're untrue. But Diane, what good would it do? Cause way down deep inside I cry without you, little Diane. cover wait who it is a cover song originally performed by by dion and the belmonts oh i don't know who that is it's a uh they're a group best known for their 1959 hit a teenager in love oh so this is like a 50s song yeah and this song is not one where where rivers did everything because he was jamming with the band sloan and sloan is doing all the music on this interesting he's only singing because when I was listening to this, I thought, this sounds like some other band. Yeah. But I, I didn't know which. I mean, I don't know Sloan, but it sounds like it sounds like a different band from some era, you know, so, and, but not the 50s. I feel like it sounds like something that would have been on the radio from some other band. It sounds almost like a like a Beach Boys-ish, like, or like before Pet Sounds and all that, um, like early Beach Boys-esque. Hmm. It's, it's a pretty simple song. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I don't love it. I like but it. But I don't hate this it. This is one of my favorites on the album. Oh, okay. The original version by Dion uh, and the Belmonts, it has a kazoo in it. <gasps> Ooh. Which, how many kazoos do you hear in any pop songs? Probably none. Yeah, just clarinets yeah. that sound like kazoos. <laughs> Oh, this is recorded and mixed by Rod Cervera, who that name looks really familiar and I feel like he might have 
worked on some rentals albums? Yes, he did. Clicking yeah. on his name. Okay. He, he aided Matt Sharp in the construction of the rentals, which <gasps> is a weird sentence. Oh my, that is really weird. I'm <laughs> like, what does that even mean? He was on Return of the Rentals and Seven More Minutes. Oh, cool. And nice. he produced Maladroit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we mentioned that. On... And he mixed Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, it's whatever. <laughs> he's a band called Super Sport 2000. Oh. With another member that was in the rentals. Hmm. Sherilyn Westrich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I'm just clicking through stuff on his. Yeah. It was Weezerpedia now. But it was, yeah, L- Little Diane. I I enjoyed that song. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was fine. You like it more than I do, but... Oh, yeah. Uh... I think it's one of my favorites on the album. Oh, okay. So that gets a star from you. It does. I'm at nine now, and I think that's where I end. Because the mm-hmm. next one is just them... It's called it's I Wish cute. You Had Next Guitar, and it's just kids talking. I, I mean, it's cute. Yeah, like... Yeah. It's it's a fun little little it's a, snippet. Of this is a perfect place for this to exist on this yes, album. Yes, exactly. So it's yep. young Rivers. Rivers would have been like what fourteen or so. It was recorded in summer of eighty four. Yeah, I think he was born in like what nineteen seventy. I think. Yeah, nineteen seventy. So he was thirteen or fourteen at the time. Yeah. And uh, the liner notes just say Justin, Eric, and me at rehearsal of our first band, Fury. I'm the pushy one. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about like a guitar that has an axe on it and one of them's like you know we look like kiss yeah we got to grow our hair he's like we got to grow our hair that way and he's like no a wig <laughs> i think it's just cute and funny it's like him it's 14 year olds talking and it, yeah. I, I, I wonder what the music that they recorded sounds like yeah but it's probably terrible but oh, i'm sure still it is but it's it. still probably in a way that yeah probably didn't put any of it on this album He's like, or yeah. maybe he doesn't have it. Who knows? I mean, he probably has it because he has it. I don't think he just kept the 34 seconds of them talking. That's true. That's a good point. Hmm. I wonder if he'll ever release uh, something from the him. Fury yeah. demo tapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> release the Fury tapes. <laughs> Hashtag release, release the Fury, the Fury tapes. Yeah. <laughs> release the Snyder tapes. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Should we talk about the last song on this? I Was Made For You is the final song, and it was recorded in spring of 2004. Yes, you don't like it. I love it. <laughs> it's just a, like a very generic love song. So. It is, and I like it. Why do I like it? Because it's sad. Is it sad? Is it sad? I don't know. You said why do it I is like kind it? Of. So I Actually, it is a little bit because he's saying. Well, okay, I didn't read the liner notes once again. Um, but it looks like it says. Oh yeah. Yeah, it says he started dating a woman in the LA Philharmonic. She was the most extraordinary musician. Blah, 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 blah. There was an innocence about her. 
Uh, I had to explain to her the bodiness in the title of Metallica's DVD, Cunning Stunts, which sat on her shelf. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'd written a beautiful chorus melody on the piano a few months before and was wondering what to do with it until I met the L.A. Philharmonic woman. And then, bam, I was made for you. Aww. It's cute. Wait, did you read the rest of the liner notes? Wait, I yeah. had Weezer's engineer Chad come down to Sir. I don't know what that is. Um, recording get, studios. Yeah, and get our pro recording gear set up to record this song. But once I started recording the vocals, I asked him to leave because dot dot dot. I wanted to be alone. <laughs> wanted to be alone. He looks at the cramp camera. That's the name of the CD. Get it? Get it? Alone. <laughs> it's like the end of Star Wars here. Uh, spoilers. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. If you haven't seen Star Wars by this point, you're yeah. you're not interested. Yeah, I like it. It's cute, but I guess it is sad. Is it? It's I think sad, there's actually. a little bit of sadness in it. It's tinged with sadness. Every and love you know, song is. Sure, sure. The good ones are anyway. Every love song. Well, I guess not everyone, but many love songs are part of like, "Do you love me as much as I love you?" Right. Yeah. And and that. There's a little bit of that in this, but a lot of it's just like, hey, like this is probably a more stable relationship than the one with the fan that he had. <laughs> the fan who lived in his old apartment. <laughs> Everything about that story is creepy as hell. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's a line here that says, happiness is such a fickle thing. Like, nothing compared to what you can bring. You can bring, yeah, oh, I- you can bring meaning to what I do. That part's a little weird. That is why I want to be with you. That sounds a little bit codependent, but you know what? It's also cute. <laughs> codependent, also, but all, cute. all love songs are codependent, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, I like it. Yeah, I like it, too. That was number 10. So, yeah, I have, oh, wow. I have a full album on here. I have 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, throw in throw in the bomb, and man, we got, we got something cooking. You got yourself a stew going. Yeah. Kind of like a... Carl Weathers. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Speaking I Speaking of the Mandalorian. I want to read my track listing. Yeah, yeah. Then um, I, These aren't sequenced. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the World We Love So Much, yeah. Lemonade, uh-huh. Chess, Longtime Sunshine. Did I say Sunshine? Oh. Uh, Blast <laughs> Off, Wanda, You're My Only Love, Lover in the Snow, Crazy One, Little Diane, and I Was Made for You. Interesting. See, I would take out off Crazy One and Little Diane, and I'd put Super Friend. And, and dude, we're finally landing. <laughs> yeah, I, well, see, it's really hard to say because I feel like the, all the songs from the Black Hole songs I want on their own album, which is songs from the Black Hole, where they're all in context of oh, each you want, other. You want Ooh on there too? <laughs> no. Oh, it's like, um, you know, there's a new Rentals album that's coming out and every couple weeks they release a new song. Yeah. And, but it's also, it's a concept album about space and they're releasing them out of order. So I kind of have been listening to them, but also so I'm OCD like... OCD is not letting you? Well, yeah, it's, it's, there's a story to, and the thing is when I, cause I saw Matt Sharp and he was explaining what the story was and it's like, I want to hear this in order. So I'm just going to wait till they're all out and then just listen to the whole thing. Yeah, but, but the, the songs still have to stand on their own. No, they don't. Yeah, I mean, they some do. do. Otherwise, it would just be one long track. Otherwise, well, you release it as one long track. Well, some of the songs should stand out as, as singles, I guess. But it's, yeah. it's, the whole album is a story. Again, like I do sometimes want an album that you can't just pick one or two songs off of. It's like, 
it's like going and watching cats for example like would you would you listen to just the mccavity song no you would just listen to memories and then nothing else (laughs) but it's in there's a context probably although i think in every musical there's like one or two songs that everybody sings yeah but in a good musical which i don't think cats is memories is terrible memories would actually make more sense in context and it doesn't because whatever you'll see it (laughs) i probably won't (laughs) there's there's too many good movies out there that i need to go see i don't need to spend my time and my hours going to see cats and money i I want to go see 1917 i want to go see um there's like four movies i want to see parasite i want to see see um what else well not i mean yeah if I didn't have a podcast about cats, I would... Ooh, well, we no, to... I think I would have seen it. Well, anyway, I don't have any yeah. Rivers tweets because I didn't no, look any up. And that's fine because this is a long over. episode as it is. Yeah, so... I figured it was going to be long, even though we didn't even talk about some of the songs. I knew it was going to be a long one. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, follow you on the internet, where do they go? Instagram, Sarah Iyer. Twitter, Sarah and Julie Iyer. Uh, as mentioned before check out the purr cast for our cats episode here steven talk about how horny he was the entire time <laughs> yeah you read his twitter then didn't you yeah <laughs> oh my god uh and Anytime actually i see the word horny i have to look at that tweet yeah of course yeah in fact i just have a filter that only shows me those tweets um yeah and then also check out the uh the bluth the whole bluth and nothing but the bluth because we just did an episode well it'll probably be out by the time this is out on the pebble and the penguin which is also a musical so yeah, just listen to me talk about musicals or concept albums. Actually, yes. <laughs> I I was expecting there just to be like a yes, like right away, like yes, anything is better well, than cats. <clears throat> Pebble and the Penguin is not great, but it's well, you'll hear it. You'll hear it in the in the episode. Yeah. But <clears throat> what about She'll you? She'll tell me later because I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you? You can find me at FBI Hop on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can find the podcast at weezer pod on twitter instagram and facebook so go ahead and do that and leave us a five-star review on itunes and if you or apple podcasts i'll never get that right i'm just gonna call it itunes for the rest of my life <laughs> um if you leave us a five-star review and say some nice things we will read it on the air and um use your ipod touch to log on to itunes yeah use the track wheel on your ipod mm-hmm uh how do we end this one? Dude, we're finally landing. Dude. <laughs> Blast <Bye>. off. <laughs> Bye.